You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Now, it's quite possible, Shannon, that we start almost every show just applauding the sexiest listeners in the world. And those <laughs> those would have to be Sexy Marriage Radio listeners, wouldn't they? Those would be our listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. <That's right. laughs> because, I mean, truly it is an honor that we get uh, invited into their worlds, you know, every week with our show. And, and some people even invite us into their bedrooms. <sighs> I think some people listen like when they go to bed at night, which is so cool. It is. And that's as far as I want to be invited. So yeah, don't... yeah. And they're not invited into my bedroom. Yeah. So don't, don't send email <laughs> invitations honored. or anything like that to go beyond just, Hey, I love hearing the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you want to join this world of the sexiest listeners in the, on the planet and obviously if you're listening to this you are joining us right now but the other other way that you can do it is by letting us know what you think what questions you've got uh, because that helps uh, future shows and those can be sent to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com we also love seeing comments and reviews on itunes because that helps us climb the charts in the sexuality category which again every week i'm amazed at the amount of filth and, and smut that just mm. comes uh, out all the time in the world. And lots of it is not at all proponents of married sex. And right. that's what not, makes us Not edifying, edifying right. to married couples at all. And that's what makes us different because we believe fully that married sex is the absolute best sex going on, that it's sacred, that it's blessed, that it, it can be great throughout the entirety of your life. And that's what we want to constantly promote and constantly talk about. And Corey, speaking of feedback, um, I have to say how touched I have been by the emails that we have received after people listen to the sex as comfort episode yeah. in where I expressed how you know things had just been really tough since we learned of the diagnosis of my father-in-law having liver cancer. And so I just want to say thanks to all those who expressed their condolences and their concerns and who've been praying for my family. And we got some really great news in that the diagnosis is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and patients have actually lived as many as 10 years with this disease. Awesome. So it's not a short-term death sentence, which we're very grateful for all the time that we can get with him. Yes. But just wanted to say thanks, listeners. That that, that was really touching to me. So... um yeah, I'm really excited about today's show, Corey, because speaking of feedback, I think that we have probably received more feedback from our guest today than <laughs> any other guest in history. Um, we hear from Ray often, and I love how he speaks the truth in love. He tells us what he really enjoys yep. and has benefited from, and he tells us where we need to do a little better. Yep. And uh, he has introduced his wife to Sexy Marriage Radio and has actually introduced his wife to the Women at the Well workshops that I do. And so I got the delight of spending four days in my living room with Cheryl and seven other women going deep, deep, deep into all of our sexual histories and, and looking at how that had impacted our lives and our marriage. And so we asked Ray and Cheryl if they would be willing to come on the show and just talk to us about their experience with both Sexy Marriage Radio and Women at the Well workshops. And I think they were delighted. Is that appropriate to say? Or is that correct, guys? Yes. Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> Tell us how you guys st got started listening to Sexy Marriage Radio in the first place. Uh, 
probably September-ish last, uh, last year, our marriage was having a lot of problems and I was doing, um, I guess, search, searching on the internet, looking for, uh, just looking for answers. And initially found uh, Corey's site, simplemarriage.net, and got a lot of got a lot of good information off that, and and uh, started started applying it to our our marriage to try to improve things. And, and how many years have you guys been married? Uh, a little over twenty one years. Okay, wow, you, you you aren't newbies at this. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray, am I correct in assuming that you started listening first before Cheryl? Are you like most of our listeners, where maybe one spouse listens but the other one is kind of more hesitant? Uh, yeah, uh, I started listening probably uh, late late uh, late last year uh, before I found Sexy Marriage Radio, and uh, and Cheryl she doesn't really listen to all of them. If I find if there's one that's really interesting, we'll listen to it in the car when we're going somewhere or something. Um, I'm a truck driver, so I have a lot more free time during during the day to be able to uh, to listen to it regularly. Yeah. And so you eventually got her listening in on certain episodes. Did that have any impact on you guys' relationship or lines of communication, or how did it how did it change things, or did it? Uh, I would say here and you know here and there little things. Or what she initially wasn't very interested in uh, in in listening to it because me being a typical high desire male, she thought I was trying to uh, you know push more sex on her it's so. another manipulation yep well and i mean you know in the name itself sexy marriage i was just like sex it's right there it's in the name just trying to push it again there's no mystery as to what That's, this is about i wonder what they talk about <laughs> so, so cheryl when, when you about early on i'm sorry say that again ray she wasn't really excited about that excited about it early on okay and so, obviously, you got her to warm up somehow, some way. Cheryl, tell us when things kind of started to turn a corner for you, that you began to open your mind a little bit more to it. Um, actually, it probably wasn't until February or March, really close to our 21st anniversary. Um, I guess it was probably in February. Um, he had suggested that we do steps, we take the steps needed, uh, to draw us closer and possibly eventually renew our vows. Um, wow. Because we have come so far just since September when he was the one, his eyes were completely opened and like a lot of, a lot like your book in Veil of Secrets, he kind of gave me that ultimatum. We need to fix our marriage or it's probably going to be over. Kind of thanks thing. for the thanks for the plug for my new fiction novel. <laughs> yeah, we work on the marriage or we work on the divorce, one or the other. But the limbo doesn't feel good, does it, Ray? No, it doesn't. And I never, I never threatened her with divorce. I just said it was, it, it was going to happen because our marriage was circling the drain. And right. So you were, you were fearful that it could end up in that, in that court. Yeah, I mean, I, I came to the realization where I came to, but because. Our marriage was basically sexless. I had tried emotionally disconnecting from her to try to, I don't know, stop the bleeding or stop or make it hurt less. And at that point, realized I was falling out of love with her, and I had to do had to do something. Mm. And I know that so many couples listening right now, you just touched a nerve because there are a lot of sexless marriages out there, and and there are a lot of people wondering, is our marriage going to make it if we can't even get on the same page sexually or emotionally or whatever? 
So, Corey, you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, I'm, I'm loving just hearing the natural progression of things because yeah. to, to me, it's, it's the idea of, you know, I want to applaud you guys in that it's, it's so easy to see what's going on and not say, okay, they need to change so that I can fall back in love with her or so that he will, rather than what we really need to do is, okay, I'm recognizing some things in myself and I don't like what I'm seeing. So I need to do something different. And, and Cheryl, when Ray, you know, kind of voiced his concerns to you, did you interpret it as he's just trying to get me to do certain things for him? Or did you interpret it as, wow, my husband wants to feel closer to me. How lucky am I that he has that desire? Or was it a little bit of both? It was a little bit of both only <laughs> because um, I felt excited that he noticed the problems and decided that we needed to work on things. But at the same time, when all of this came about, um, my mother was literally in the hospital on her deathbed. Um, so I was like, can we just deal with this later kind of thing? She ended up passing in the end of September. So it was just a couple of weeks after he had said this that I said, you know, made that comment. But, um, but it was also a hesitation because my husband that had never read anything except for a magazine and Mouse and the Motorcycle as a Child, all of a sudden <laughs> is reading all of these books on marriage, on sex, on relationships, on everything. And when he would come to me, and say, you know, you know, I read this in the book and blah, blah, blah. At first it was like, I'm not that person in the book. Stop pushing that <laughs> stuff on me. Mm. You know, so I was really hesitant in the beginning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Probably for the first four or five months, I was just like, get away from me with the book stuff. <laughs> okay. And so you turn when you started turning that corner, opening your mind to it, what did you notice begin to happen? in you and in your relationship together? Um, I could really see how much he was trying to help, how much he really wanted this to work. And that opened my eyes quite a bit. Um, I knew I had a lot going on um, from my past. Um, he was willing to work with that. We um, started, it was started out as me going to a counselor about some things to I didn't feel so comfortable because it was a male counselor and um, I didn't feel so comfortable without him being there. So he came to every session. So mm -hmm. it ended up going from me dealing with my past to us dealing with our relationship. <laughs> so um, he has been, he's been by my side the entire time. And I'm not sure that I would have plugged in as hard and heavy as it ended up being had he not been guiding and so supportive the entire way. Well, I love that, that he wasn't saying you go get fixed, you go solve these issues in your life and address your past. He was saying, let's do this together. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm supporting you. So when did he approach you with the idea of women at the well workshops and, and Ray, how did you even know about these workshops? Uh, I had seen, a, I'd read about them on your website and then one 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 week on Sexy Mary's Radio, you would you briefly mentioned something that happened in one of the workshops, and it just I felt like I, I felt like I was being led to ask her if she wanted to go. I knew the answer would be no, 
and <laughs> I ignored it and a couple days later it was still plugging in my head so I just threw the link from your website into an email into an email and with just you think you'd ever be interested in doing this and and, and, and it's one of those things with Ray and I that we have come to um, pass and we've actually had some positive feedback about it is um, there's things that maybe we don't always feel comfortable talking about face to face so we'll shoot each other an email and then we will send a text message and in the text message it'll say you've got mail and talk about <laughs> those things that maybe we feel we might get knocked down about yeah. or that maybe we're not going to like the outcome so much and you know normally I tell couples you know like don't use text message and email to go deep and discuss you know important issues or to argue or anything like that but I I actually like your approach of if you if you're nervous about sticking your toe in that water maybe just shoot an email and let it sit with them a little while but I love that you guys feel the freedom you know to communicate in that way if it works for you and that's kind of what we did with the email um, he had never brought it up at all and he just said to me, um, I, I sent you an email, I just want you to look at it. And I did, and he was very surprised when the only thing that I came back with was, that's going to be a lot of money, you know. <laughs> to just <laughs> And a lot of time. It. Yeah. Yeah, at one time. Because, you know, I do live on the East Coast, and you living down south, the, the plane tickets, the air, you know, the mm -hmm. hotel, it was going to add up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so that was my biggest worry for the whole thing, as we were also a month prior to him bringing this to my knowledge. I mean, a month after him bringing this to my knowledge, we already had plans of going to Jamaica for a week for spring break. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we already had financial ties going on with something else. So that was my only drawback for it. And he was like, really? That's all she's got? <laughs> <laughs> Something's she's, changed. She's she's not going to complain about twisted, twisting my arm to make me be more sexually confident than I really want to be and all that. And so when he responded, the money is not enough to hold us back from doing this. Did you yeah. have any other concerns, any other hurdles in your mind that you had to overcome? Um, My biggest hurdle was actually when we were on the phone together, because you do like a phone interview to make sure that I am a good candidate for it was the fact that some of the scenarios that you brought forth seemed stronger than some of the scenarios I had in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, am I even worthy of being there? Is my stuff bad enough to even be there? You know, and it, you were like, believe me, I think you're the right person to be there. Don't worry about that, you know, kind of thing. So that was my only other um, question in my mind, drawback kind of thing. And then eventually, as we got closer to it actually happening, was what if the expectations that he has doesn't come true for that week? Mm. You know, I had a lot that of pressure week. on a wife. It was a lot of pressure, um, and he has no idea what it meant to me. But when I got to the hotel room, he had slipped a card in my um, luggage, and the card said. There will be no expectations. Oh, well <laughs> what done, a Ray. Thinking about it because it just meant so much. Not having any expectations for me at all, yeah. and just knowing that I needed to go there for me. Mm -hmm. so, so, 
So Cheryl, you arrived, and and let me just preface this by saying I don't have any trade secrets, so don't feel as if you can't, you know, share certain you know parts of the experience because this is a four-day intensive workshop for eight women at a time to come together in my living room and sift through their own sexual and emotional baggage, look at the messages that they were given by their parents or their earliest teachers about their own sexuality, et cetera, et cetera, and so. What do you feel as if were the main uh, key nuggets that you were able to tuck into your back pocket and take back home? What what were the things that really impacted you the most through those four days? When I um, when I first got into your living room, um, one of the first very first things that we did, um, and I thought it was silly, so silly at the time, was you had a box of props. And you had us use the other girls in the room to portray people in our family. And family sculptures. Yes. And mm -hmm. when I did that, you know, like I said, I thought it was kind of silly at first. And um, I was like, you. I think you went first and I was like second or third after you. But when I got up there and did it, it really made me look at, holy cow, before I was even five, I had a lot of things I didn't even realize that impacted me going on in my life. A lot you know? of emotional turmoil oh, and trauma. Oh, oh yeah, before I was even five years old. And so that was kind of crazy. Um, the life map, um, as I sat down and really did like the final, the final things for me, uh, the top 10 and where they landed on that life map and things like that. Um, to me, that was really big. And this is basically just an opportunity for you to sit down and think about the 20 most pivotal moments of your life. What are the things that were either most traumatic or most encouraging, uh, significant losses, uh, et cetera. And people don't understand how that does impact their sexuality or their self-esteem or their trust in relationships, et cetera. So just to kind of give people an idea of what the heck a life map is. So yeah. good. That was, that was, that was powerful for you. Yeah, and to understand that um, a lot of times hurt, um, anger is actually a product of pain. Mm -hmm. And to actually be able to um, combine those two together and come up with a way to effectively deal because I internalized everything. And what and, did you learn that pent up anger becomes? Uh, Do you remember? <laughs> I know that I don't pent up anger as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> that pent up anger becomes depression. Oh, yeah. uh, that, that we wonder why we feel as if we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders and we aren't able to verbalize and communicate how we're really thinking and feeling with people. It's because we, we become a pressure cooker of emotions if we don't have an opportunity to let those out. So were you surprised when you showed up and our focus really wasn't as much on sex as it was on the negative emotions that we had kept pent up ever since the youngest memories of our childhood? That we focused on fear, anger, sadness, in an attempt to move on to gladness. How did that sit with you? To, to think, I'm spending four days sifting through my negative emotions with other people. Actually, um, in the beginning, I was a little weary of it. Um, and then as the days progressed, um, it was like 
so much weight had been lifted right off of my chest. And it's funny because it's like you said, when it came to the sex part of it, pretty much the only time we talked about our intimacy and our sexual positive times was over dinner. It was a conversation we had at dinner. And so that was pretty much all that that ended up being. However, coming back from those four days, I mean, I hope my husband would agree, <laughs> but our set, our sex, my sex is like a thousand times better. I enjoy it so much more because of all of that that I had released. Um, yeah, I just, you had, you had used all this negative emotion to insulate yourself from the pleasure and the passion that you could have been experiencing. Exactly. And I was so pleased at how, I mean, you dove in. I have to just, Ray, I have to tell you, she was like A++ gold star student in this session. She really poured herself into this. And what I loved is that you, I mean, you took off your mask. You were incredibly real. You told people about your past experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you were able to recognize and make connections between things that had happened to you early on in your life and how that was holding you back in bed as oh, an adult. Oh, uh, and, and Cheryl, do, do you feel comfortable uh, talking about your earliest um, memories of, of, of the sexual abuse experience and, and how that had just kept you stuck for so, so long? Because I know that so many women listening, and, and some men too, still have sexual abuse trauma from their past that they have never talked to anyone about and don't understand how that's holding them back today. Sure. Um, I'm 44, so I was actually born in 1970. And when I was three, three and four years old, we had a neighborhood pop-up that everybody trusted. He was the neighbor. I mean, we all called him pop-up. And um, he... Uh, as a little girl, I didn't realize how negative it was and stuff like that, but um, he, he never penetrated me one time. He did have me perform um, oral sex on him and fondle him, and he fondled me. And something that I dealt with later on, probably as early as 9 and 10 years old, is that guilt of that felt good and that was wrong. And, and shame, it, it oh, would be a more appropriate, yeah, guilt. Yeah. I don't think you can ascribe guilt to a three or four-year-old who's just doing what a trusted adult is telling them to do. But I can envision that it just encrusted you with shame that you probably carried for a really long time. I did, and about probably nine or ten is when I also connected the dots, too, of he used to pay us in 50-cent pieces. And so... You know, as I grew, I guess not nine or ten, I was probably much older, but as I grew to understand um, what a prostitute was or, you know, that someone that got paid for their services, that's mm -hmm. almost what I felt like, even at three or four, because he would pay me with those 50 cent pieces and I thought those were the best things in the world, so I wanted more. Wow. And, and so you associated sexual intimacy that should only be enjoyed in a marriage relationship, you associated that with abuse, with degradation, with prostitution even. So I can imagine what kind of lens did you view married sexuality through? Well, and um, it, it probably 
blinked on really strong after I got back home. And I haven't even talked about my talked to my husband about this, but um, I even remember even in like the past five years of he got sex when I got something. Mm, that it and was so a, you do was, this for me and I'll do this for you, a bartering. Exactly. It was almost like he was paying me. You know what I mean? I, I expected him to pay me for what he got. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, so it wasn't really, intimacy at all. No. And it was not even um, truly pleasurable for me in the way that I see it now. Mm. Um, so, so you had a total paradigm shift oh. about pretty much all things sexual during your four days that you were here. Yeah. And it's funny because one of the things that we started doing back in February was um, talk to a gentleman uh, within our church that does counseling. And we started premarital counseling after 21 years of marriage. And they do this <laughs> online testing with you. Yeah, exactly. They do this online testing with you where he answers questions. I answer questions. We're totally separated from each other when we do it on a computer. And the computer spits out all this stuff. Well, we're, we're still in the process of the premarital counseling. And when I came back from the workshop, I came back on a, a Thursday and we met with him on Sunday. And he could not believe the difference just in how I walked, how I talked, how confident I felt in our relationship. And it's gotten to the point now where he re-asks us those questions. And he lets us re-answer those questions of how we feel right now. Wow. And then he tells us the score that we had before I went through all of this. Wow. And so and I, I've heard people say that a four-day Women at the Well workshop is the equivalent of about six months of individual counseling, that the group experience is, is that powerful. Would you agree with that? I would agree plus more only because I was going through um, just normal counseling for me probably about four to six months prior to coming. And since I came back, I've seen him twice. And the last time he said, I really don't think you need to see me anymore. Well, you graduated. Awesome. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, he, I've been, I've been sharing some of your trade secrets with him kind of thing. And he's like, he's like, wow, that's good. That's yeah. You know, I, I think, I think it's so cute how you were saying a few months ago, I'm not the person in those books, Ray. Don't force that on me. And now you are. You are yes. the person in those books. And so, Ray, how has this impacted you and your life and your view of your marriage relationship? Uh, I'm blown away. I mean, it more than I could have asked for in a much shorter time. You know, I, I honestly... I felt her going to the Woman at the Well workshop would would help her. I didn't know how much. I was trying not to have any expectations of what would happen. Um, but uh, um, the woman I got back wasn't the woman I sent out there. <laughs> not, not even remotely so. So are you guys concerned that your marriage is still headed down the drain? Not at no. all. Yay! Awesome. It sounds like you guys have created your own upward spiral, and we are so proud and, and so honored uh, to get this kind of feedback on the show. And, and so I just want to ask really quick, 
what kind of advice do you have to couples uh, who are considering that, you know, maybe we need something more. Maybe Sexy Marriage Radio has awakened them to the notion of, wow, there's, there's so much that we're missing out on and maybe we need to explore further. Um, what advice would you say to uh, Ray? I want to hear your advice to husbands mm -hmm. who may be thinking, uh, let her go away for four days and for eight hundred dollars. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then Cheryl, I want to hear your advice to women who are thinking, well, I, I don't know if I, if my problems are really significant enough to warrant doing something like that. What kind of advice do you guys have? I, I would say even before I, uh, I, I sent her out there to, to have her be free of her past sexual issues or, or, or any issues, the money wasn't an option. That wasn't a problem. I, I didn't, I didn't really care, didn't really care what it caused. It kind of freaked me out when she agreed to go because most men figure out how they're going to pay for something before they even decide to do it. And I hadn't even thought about it because I thought she'd say no. <laughs> you just knew yes. that it was a worthy investment. <laughs> yes. The, the, the money was, the, the, the money wasn't an issue. I mean, obviously for some people, the money would be a significant issue. It wasn't that big of a deal for us, but I didn't really care from that, you know, from that point of view. If, if it makes her whole again or helps us at all, I was willing, I was willing to pay it. And if it um, saves her from months, possibly years of individual counseling, if it catapults her that much further down the road, wow, isn't that a great investment of time and energy and money? And so Cheryl, what kind of advice do you have to women who are thinking, well, I, I don't, I don't know. Don't try to manipulate me into doing something like that. I don't know that I'm really a good candidate for that type of workshop experience. What do you say? Well, I could actually say, um, first of all, I, I want to let them know that everything is um, confidential. Everybody there signs a confidentiality agreement. So it's something they don't have to worry about walking out of that room, um, somebody going back and talking behind backs. Um, and it's also the relationship that I have with those ladies still to this day is unbelievable. Um, because you guys have started your own private Facebook page that you keep in touch with each other and encourage each other, ask for prayers and all that. I love seeing that. We have, and I might be coming back to Texas for a renewal of vows. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, that's right, because one of the gals in our group, she's re, recommitted, redoing her vows with her husband soon. Yeah. I mean, After but, being on the verge of divorce just last year. Exactly. And, I mean, but what I could say is there were some, you know, there were people that had gone through some sexual issues in our group, but there were also some ladies that did not have any kind of what I would call true sexual problems, but were able to work through so much more that they didn't even realize they had. I honestly think that your workshop would benefit every woman. Yeah, and it's not just for women who uh, have been sexually abused in the past. It's not just for women who are acting out sexually or shutting down sexually. It, it's D, all of the above. We just help women find a healthy sexual balance where they enjoy having sex with their husband without guilt, without shame, without inhibition, but only with their husbands, no one else. We help them get comfortable in their own sexual skin. There were actually girls in the group that I was in that have never been married. Right. There were several single women, about half and half. What an awesome opportunity to get this information even prior to marriage. Mm -hmm. 
Right, right. To sift their sexual through their sexual baggage before putting a wedding band on their finger. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are wondering, tell me more about these Women at the Well workshops. I hope you'll go to shannonethridge.com, click on the Women at the Well link, and you'll see that we have upcoming dates. September 21st through the 24th, we still have a couple of openings for. November 2nd through the 5th. And then uh, for 2015, we have dates in February, March, and April. And so we do them. We try to do them five or six times a year. Uh, but there's no reason not to at least explore the option, pray about it together, discuss it together. See if you can experience the huge transformation that Ray and Cheryl have experienced after 21 years mm -hmm. of marriage. And Corey, I just want to say thank you to you for letting us dedicate this whole show to Ray and Cheryl's testimony. Are you as blown away as I am? I I love hearing the stories because what, I mean, I would love to have heard from you guys uh, prior, Ray and Cheryl. I mean, that's, this is no way we could have done this, but just because I could imagine the brightening that has happened in both of you since, you know, just that the countenance of both of you is different and the, the spirit and the energy and the, the outlook on life. And I mean, that's what I think both you and I, Shannon, want for everyone. Is. Yes, I'll I'll bet they smile more, laugh more <laughs> often, have more fun, right. sleep better, feel better, you know, experience more pleasure with one another. I bet they feel more bonded and connected. Am I right, Ray and Cheryl? Definitely. The, the I, quality I just, of your life has so drastically improved because you're, of your sexual connection you've been able to create. Yeah, I'm 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 borderline high blood pressure. I just went for a physical today and it was lower today than it has been in years. Outstanding. <laughs> See, look at that. See, sex good. drops that blood pressure. Baby. Yeah, good sex is is good for your health. See, that's what that's we're saying. Right. <laughs> that's right. Well, thank you guys so much for being willing to come on the show today and talk so openly. Uh, I know that you've most likely encouraged or challenged a lot of couples listening. So yes. thank you so much. We love you guys. We love all of our listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. And I have to say, Ray and Cheryl, I applaud you for the stance you take on life and for each other and the willingness to confront things in yourself and then in turn each other. I mean, that's that's marriage at its finest in my book. So yep. well done. Thank well, Shannon, you. I've loved this one, even though I didn't I'm say so but loved. like four words. I love this one. I mean, it was awesome. You're, I just got to, you're in the peanut gallery. Hey, I, totally I'm, engrossed, I'm right? totally cool with that. I love hearing the story of people transforming their life. Yeah. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If you want more about Shannon and the Women at the Well workshop, head to her site, shannonethridge.com. You'll find everything you need to know. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that it leads to fabulous, fantastic conversations that in turn lead to fabulous, fantastic sexual episodes. So come see us again at sexmarriageradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you, you guys. see you next time. <laughs>